spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. All right, hey folks, Doug Turnbull here holding a magic black box in my hand because we're going to do an Atlanta Traffic podcast here. This is Smiley Mark McKay and Jason Durden. And um, we're gonna, we've done this, never done this before on Facebook Live, so we're going to try it here. And we, we'll probably see some of your questions and comments if any of you dare to tune in and, uh, and uh, post up there. But check it out. We're going to uh, talk about Captain Herb today, talk about Braves traffic. And then we brought in Jason especially, not only to talk about Herb because he knew Herb, I think, longer than either of us. Yeah. But also because Jason spent more hours over the I eighty five collapse. So what are you talking about something going on with eighty five? Yeah, yeah. How, how many hours do you think you spent over that thing? Uh, probably at least fifteen so far. Fifteen hours. Yeah. So you could have driven to like, like uh, Washington yeah. D C. or better, <laughs> New York City or something. Country twice with that, you know. Oh gosh. Okay. <laughs> so I want to use to transition this. All three of us in the helicopter. Jason, you mentioned what. Herb would have been doing and how he would have been reacting to this 85 bridge collapse and we talked about a moment ago 15 hours you think you've uh, taken over this we're in Jason Durden's office right now by the way for those that keep intermittently connecting on Facebook live you have not gotten to spend much time in here JD what's up no I mean we're doing a lot of flying over it I mean this is um a huge story I mean it's for uh, I mean, this is one in my career, and I've covered a lot of big stuff in my career. But this is like probably the biggest. I mean, it's you know, it, it's I, I did you know concentrated on traffic for all those years, and have moved over to the news side, and now they're both combined in this one huge story that affects not just people that drive on eighty five. It affects people on two eighty five, on four hundred, on seventy five. It affects people on the south side. This is truly a story that affects this entire city. So it's been pretty wild up there covering it, and um, I, I we'll be doing it again for two more months, you know, uh, hopefully maybe not that long. Maybe yeah. we'll get an early reprieve, but we'll see. Well, this targeted date, June the 15th, today's April the 12th, and there's chances they're working around the clock. It could be done earlier. Before I, before I get to your coverage of it, Smiling, see, part, one of the reasons that J.D.'s been over it more than us is JD has what your hours were like nine thirty to six thirty. Yeah, ten to seven. We work uh, flight news chopper two ten to seven. So yeah, so um, so Smilo and I split up the day, and then each he and I have each had a two or three day vacation that was already scheduled before all this happened. Very nice, yeah, yeah timing, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we needed it by God to either rest up or recover, depending on when the vacation was. So Jason. um when this happened, we in the traffic center, Smilin' was in the traffic center with Alex. We got reports of some kind of fire or something. That they were getting reports of something on fire, whereas I was about to land. We have a pretty strict fuel and weight limit right. regimen, so we have to land. And it was about 6.30. We see the flames. We're at the King and Queen building, 400 and 285 at Sandy Springs. And we get over. We stay over for just a few minutes, and we have to land to get fuel. And Jason is the reason that we didn't have to refuel and go back up because then Jason <laughs> went back over. So I saw it initially in the huge flames and smokes, and then you were over it when the climatic moment happened. What was that like while this was literally the hot story? Um, you know, I'm sitting there watching it and being over it, and anybody that saw our videos on TV, 
You couldn't tell. We didn't know what was burning. We had absolutely no idea what was going on. The first thing I did when I got down there, of course, there's that Goodwill building, and there's a liquor store right there. I checked those. I checked an apartment complex. Nothing there burning, no no structure. And I thought, okay, well, what is burning? Well, we're on the air, and I've got the anchors, Justin and Javina. You know, what is burning? I don't know. You know, we, I, we can't I wish I'd said that. We, we thought it was some kind of tanker truck. We, if someone had called well, and said that, we didn't know. You know, I, I wish I'd just said, I don't know. <laughs> and the early of this, it was so early that the fire department was just trying to get enough flame out that they can figure out what was burning on it. But, uh, you know, the, this, that section of the interstate was shrouded in black smoke, so you really couldn't see it. So I'm watching it, and uh, Justin and Javita are talking to one of our other reporters. I forget who it was. So I wasn't on the air at that particular time. But I'm watching it as I'm shooting it, and I see these flames that were, you know, a few feet over the interstate jump up to almost 100 feet over the interstate. And I told my pilot, I was like, something just blew. You know, and then all of a sudden the smoke started changing and it cleared a little bit and I could see a gap on the interstate. And I thought, this is not good. And I just immediately got on our two-way radio and told our producer, put me on, put me on, put me on. And then went on there and said, you know, this has just collapsed. Everything changed. Because, you know, leading up to that, we were talking about, okay, well, it'll, maybe it'll take them a couple of days to inspect the bridge once the fire's out and then it'll be reopened. But at that point, everything changed. Uh, everything changed with our coverage. Everything changed for Atlanta commuters. And it was a shocking moment because never in my life did I think a span of an interstate was going to collapse while I was watching it. That That's incredible. And so from my vantage point, and it's smile, I'll get to yours in a minute. We, this is crap. We all three were there that working at that time. So from my vantage point, I was done. And then my first thought was big fire, big traffic problem. I'm going to try to get down there. I'm going to weasel my way down there and cover it. <laughs> And then, you know, just nothing was moving. Then I'm like, okay, I'm going to go in the traffic center and relieve smiling because he's got to work. And I knew you were going to have an early start in the morning. That, that wasn't happening either. And so I get on Nordred Hills. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go home. I'm just going to go home and I'll work from there. I could do everything. And, and then I finally get home. And then 30 minutes later, I get the call from Pete. Hey, you need, I need you to come down and host a 10 p.m. talk show. <laughs> so I finally ended up having to go there. It, but it was crazy. I was hearing Mark Aaron relay the images that you were seeing from the helicopter and when he said it collapsed, my heart just sunk. I said, oh, God. I just yeah, said, this, it's over. <laughs> this is not a good thing. You know, this is, uh, you know, your immediate thoughts is, uh, how are we going to deal with this? How is Atlanta going to deal with this? And, and so and so, how, how have we dealt? I was up over at uh, PM Drive the, the first day and then smiling. You you got to cover the breadth of it in the beginning of that week when I was on vacation. Mm-hmm. So let, let's switch gears from that. We had a, we had a spring break. Well, we had Friday. DeKalb County canceled school the Friday right, right. after the collapse. I, DeKalb did, not Atlanta, by the way. And then and then, and then we had spring break. So smiling, what, were, what is your summation of how Atlanta commuters have dealt with it pre-spring break, and then now you've had two a.m. drives yeah. post-spring break. The one thing, and it garnered emotion from all of us. The emotion for me came the next morning when I was listening to the live news conference when Commissioner McMurray said the southbound lanes will have to be closed and rebuilt as well. Oh, yeah. That's when I hit it, and if you look back at my Facebook or wherever I put, without words, realizing now both sections. We thought maybe they were going to keep southbound open, at least build out northbound, figure that part of it out when both had to... That really then just stepped it up for me going, this is just really going to be hard to recover for a long time for this community. Um, We've dealt with it 
I mean, incrementally, they've been able to open areas around there to relieve some pressure, but the pressure is now on 285. The pressure is on surface streets as far out as Decatur yesterday morning. Oh, the, yeah. the ramifications, I said this morning to Scott, uh, the way the pattern that we've been seeing north of I-20, east of the connector, and southeast of 85, that whole area in DeKalb County and uh, east Atlanta seems to be getting the brunt of it because if I'm looking for any way of getting in from where I live, Buckhead, into Midtown, I have to think about. I, I went. I was thinking about going. Wi- I went wide that night to go away east to Emory and then up that way, uh, up Briarcliff. There was no way, and now we're still seeing those heavy delays. I think it's all east of the closure that's getting pounded by this. Um, and we're, we're are we moving out of the patterns? Are we moving to new normals? We're seeing I, I, this morning the observation I had too. There's an earlier start to delays on the interstates now. We used to be okay if there wasn't an incident. Uh, prior to 6 o'clock, now we're starting to see things fill in at 5.30. So there's a big adjustment on the part of many. I'm happy to see more in mass transit. I mean, yeah. that's, that's that's a positive that's come out of this. Maybe there's a rethinking of how mass transit can be used here in Metro Atlanta. And Marta's scrambling to get more spots. We're averaging five or six stations, mainly at the ends of the, the lines that are, that are filling up as people you know try to come from the north and the east sides and in. So... So, Smile, I want to ask you, being on the ground and being next to the our traffic center number, 404-897-7358, throbbing off the line there, and also seeing social media as it's going on. Jason was in the air, fortunately didn't have to answer the phone. Okay, I was in the car just do, doing reports. You were managing reports and helping Alex manage all the things that we do in the traffic center. What in the world, good save, was that like? Well, we were watching Jason's picture as well while we're trying to (laughs) multitask as well. Uh, You had an advantage over me, by the way. I was in my car. (laughs) With the sound down, but you'll remember that uh, we basically went wall-to-wall with Mark Aram. And and again, having someone else there with the experience of Mark's traffic, 20 years of traffic experience, being on the air with his talk show when this happened, too, was something that uh, commuters, and we have some of that feedback in some of the promos that are running now, they were happy to hear that Mark and and all of us were on to help people. But I looked at Alex, and Alex, he, he basically turned... He, he turned pale, and it, oh, it was one of those, just... you could just see that, you know, he, and we went, it's collapsed, and then we get into another mode, and we're on the air live and taking calls, and, and people are, I remember there were calls of people that were stuck on, you know, remember that section north and southbound of the fire, they didn't know where to go, right. and turning people around, and seeing the images that you were shooting of those, how are they going to get all those people behind there, uh, Tom? Helicopter uh, here here at the hangar. Uh, Tom Wagner said he was one of the last ones to get through the smoke and fire. He was heading 85 north from Hartsfield to get north of it. He made his way through that smoke and flame. Um, there are a lot of people who were really confused at the time that did not know where they were going to go, and they were stuck on 85. I, I honestly think the worst part of this jam was definitely when it was happening, just because of all the crazy things they had to do to right. evacuate traffic. And how I don't know if it's lucky or what what the word is, but. How fortunate were we that there was nobody still sitting on the 85 bridge when it actually went boom? I mean, because they they very could have easily, you know, they could have had if they could have been up there, you know. I mean, oh, I, yeah. they, and they well, the managed fighters down below. Oh, of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. amen. Amen. Really, uh, we have to really mention it was an amazing job by all the first responders, the hero units, the fire department, Atlanta Police Department, the Georgia State Patrol, who made the decision to shut this traffic down and not let anybody go over that bridge. And, of course, we've heard the stories of the firefighters, how uh, two particular firefighters with their experience said, this is not looking good, let's get our guys out, and moved them all out. And then moments later, that collapse happened. It was really, 
just amazing that all of that came together like it did because it could have been so much worse. I mean, it's awful, but it's only awful that we're dealing with traffic. Nobody's going to funerals. Uh, nobody's visiting anybody in hospitals. And that's really the, the good thing about all of this. And it's, it's amazing to see you were talking about uh, on that Thursday night. That was one of the, of the biggest problems is as they were funneling these people that were stuck on 85 in these closed sections off and trying to get them to a ramp, all these people normally drive all right on by Piedmont and 400. They go out to Gwinnett County or north into DeKalb or whatever. So they don't might not know these roads around mm-hmm. there. And that's what really caused that huge problem on Thursday night. And then, of course, as we were all telling everybody on Thursday, start now. Find your alternate, look at map books, look online at Google Maps or whatever you use, and figure out your best way to go. And I think, you know, I, I last week we were all kind of, it, it was a good start to it because of the spring break. So some people, a good number of people got accustomed to what they're going to do. And I still think, you know, it's Tuesday after spring break. We've had two days. I think it's still going to take a couple of more days for these people that weren't in it last week to get accustomed to it. And we'll probably see over the next few days and probably over the next couple of weeks different changes in the patterns. Like Mark said, it's starting earlier now. Well, it might it might start a lot earlier than that here when people start realizing, well, I've got to get out earlier. I've got to avoid this. Some people might just want to avoid the slow stuff altogether and say, I'll just get to work two hours early. It doesn't matter. Um, that, that that's what our Eric von Hessler does. By the way, he comes in at six something in the morning for his eleven o'clock show because he hates sitting in traffic. So right, and there are a lot of people like that around this city. Yeah, so. but I, what it's gonna you almost wish you could just assign every like if you have an even number address go this way and an odd number it would almost be like this should be like a watering band. You can't yes. do it, but or you know if your license plate ends in this letter, you've got to take Piedmont or something. Well, I, I was thinking <laughs> of like a grid, like all these people that are going to be normally going up eighty five or coming off the connector in the mornings when they're doing that. So I thought, you know, okay, if you're towards the southwest side of town, go 285 on that side. Southeast, go 285 on that side. If you're kind of in the middle, stick to the 85 and uh, connector and yeah. go up 75. And everybody kind of spread it out. And so everybody gets a piece of it, but it's not as bad in one particular can spot. I give, yeah, this, this inspired smiling here. Here yeah, we go. Can, can I give you two <laughs> real-life experiences? <laughs> Number one, local traffic only. No, there's no enforcement of that. I still see the Beaufort Spring Connector it, it, as it's being impossible. You know. And the second one is something I experienced even going down Beaufort Highway after one morning where you're, you're, you don't want to get in the intersection because you have a green light, but yet there's a red light before that, and they're beeping at me because they want to take a right because I, I haven't moved forward because I don't want to block the box. Oh. So everybody in for themselves. Really. i, I got to hand it to the Atlanta police again for their big don't block the box campaign. That's always been a problem here in Atlanta, and it's only over the past couple of years. You know, it's been in huge cities for years and years, and it's only recently in Atlanta in the past couple of years that we've started to pay attention to that, and signs have started going up. But now they're out there enforcing it, and that's a great thing. I wish other jurisdictions would do the same. I know that's a lot of manpower to try to get out in the middle of a rush hour to do, and they're so busy all the time. But as long as we can get this word out and make people realize what that means and how it absolutely screws things up for everybody. You're making matters worse if you get in that intersection and your car cannot clear that intersection when you're at a red light. And to pivot off of that, so there's no blot the box, then also I've been talking to the DOT state engineer, talked to him a few days ago, Andrew Heath, who says that they have a team of 30 engineers that are dedicated just to retiming the traffic lights. And they, I get a lot of complaints, and I'm sure you guys have a little bit too, 
about people that are saying the lights are not timed properly for Piedmont and Cheshire Bridge and some of the roads, but there's a lot of signals. It takes time, and they have to gather data to be able to right. time them correctly it, also. It's an ongoing process. With that. They can't just go and, and one night, boom, retime all the lights and it'd be perfect. They've got to adjust here and there where they find, okay, well, this one needs a little bit longer, this one needs a little bit shorter, and that's probably something we'll see. I mean, I've noticed some of the lights that I, I live in northwest Atlanta, so I cut across over towards the station and work my way up that east side to get to PDK, and I've noticed a lot of those lights over, compared to last week and this week, the timing has changed on them, mm. so they're still working on that and still trying to find that perfect timing for each light and like you said there are a lot of lights you're um you're like millions of others here their north south commute through that uh, through that area has changed drastically what is what what has been the increase in your morning drive commute time uh last week it was only about 15 minutes so if i last not too bad uh, <laughs> my normal 30 minute ride yesterday was an hour and 10 minutes uh this morning it was 40 minutes so okay. it's and and i'm like everybody else i'm trying to find the best alternate for me. I have, you know, some go-to alternates and doing traffic 30 years, I might have some I keep in the back of my pocket, you know. Uh, but even those are, are jammed up. And then uh, the afternoon drive isn't near as bad. I get off at seven and most of it's cleared and I've got a, a great way to go west and then south to get over to my house. But it's the morning when everybody's trying to get to the same, you know, at the same time, get somewhere mm-hmm. that it's, it's, you've just got to kind of play with it and say, well, maybe if I go this way, it'll be a little bit different. And that's what I did this morning. Um, once I got onto 85, I would normally get off at Claremont. Well, that's been really messed up because of the block box, uh, box blocking for a yeah, lot of people. That's a bad answer. And yeah. yesterday I went to Shambly Tucker. Well, that was bad. I think probably because a lot of people getting off trying to go to the MARTA station. Yes. So today I tried Chaliford, and that actually saved me a, a little bit of time. Yeah. And I've noticed Chaliford in the afternoons has been pretty bad coming oh, yeah. you know, toward 85 or Briarcliff away from the Shambly area. So so we've had a- increased parking at MARTA. MARTA's still scrambling to try to find spots. They have a great website if y'all haven't heard us talk about it yet on WSB. Uh, it's it's MARTA dot com slash parking hard hard to remember but that's what we've been pulling our parking info from when we're not been we've not been flying over it and so let's talk about this uh, we've got news chopper twos jason durden here and of course smile mark mckay i'm doug turnbull for the, those that are having a lot of trouble watching us on facebook live it's going in and out in and out that's yeah. our internet here at the hangar that's that's yeah that's how it goes so we'll we'll do that better next time but first time trying it uh but we got to talk about how this major traffic catastrophe intersects with what had been our top 2017 uh, traffic story, the Braves. So Friday night, 735, first pitch, SunTrust Park. Julio Tehran will be on the bump, by the way, versus the Padres. They just announced that. And all these extra people are taking 285. I'm going to be... PM Drive? Yeah, right. Why don't we start off with your observation? (laughs) I want to hear what you think about it. We can can chime in. On days that we've seen, especially this post-spring break part of the I-85 collapse commute, we've seen 285 West already start jamming Peachtree Industrial Boulevard. Mm. That's where the delays start at PIB. It's usually Ashford Dunwoody, some bad days, Shamley Dunwoody. It's rarely ever PIB, and it jams from PIB solid over to 75. It doesn't break free of Roswell Road. That's without the Braves playing. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. I, without any other way to get there, I mean, and there's extra people on 75 North a little bit, although, you know, trying to come out of Northwest Atlanta. I, I'm just going to say, whatever you were planning to do for the Braves game, if you're going, plan more. <laughs> plan extra. because, yeah. and, and if you work in the area, treat Friday like a lot of people treated Monday. 
Treat that as a flex commuting day. As uh, I, maybe I need to leave work at three o'clock instead of five o'clock day. The parking lots are going to open most of them. I think at five thirty-five or five thirty. So there's going to be a flood of people in between the, right. those two hours that the game starts. Well, uh, go ahead, Jason. Well, that's what I was thinking about. Not you know, there's so many different parking lots as opposed to Turner Field. So people have to try to find their, their particular parking lot that they've bought for. Not every parking lot opens at the same time. So you really need to know, well, what time does my parking lot open? Because you could say, I, I've actually talked to people that said, oh, I'm going to get there about noon and just do some tailgating throughout the day. Well, you can't do that because your parking lot's not open. So you're going to have to, if you get out there that early, you're going to have to go go to Cumberland Mall to walk around, do some shopping or something. But you're going to have to find something else to do until that parking lot opens. Most of these parking lots are office building parking lots that they're Mm. using. So you've got those people trying to get out of the parking lot. You've got people trying to get into the parking lot. And that's going to be a huge mess until people kind of of figure it out, especially the employees that are trying to get out until they can figure out how to work all this. 285 West, I think, will be the absolute worst of it all. Because like you said, it's bad enough already in the afternoons. Now we've got everybody trying to use that as the alternate from I-85 to get over around. Plus the Braves traffic. Plus there's still construction in the Cloverleaf and around there with all the express lane construction and and the remaining construction like of the pedestrian bridge over 285 and stuff. And and you've observed that, and and I've gotten some emails about this too and tweets, that the ramps are constricted trying to get, and and they have a big ramp there that a lot of people are going to use, that slip ramp that goes to Cobb Parkway and then one that sends you directly onto Spring Road. and That one's going to be nasty because it is down to one lane, and it goes 75 south, it goes 285 west, it goes on to Cobb Parkway. So that's really, and seventy five north, right? And yeah. so that's really going to 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 cause a lot of the backup. Just aside from all the extra cars, as far as seventy five north and two eighty five north and seventy five south, I think we're going to see delays on all of them, um, norm more so than we normally do. And I know we'll all be over it all afternoon on Friday, keeping a watch <laughs> on it. So listen to WSB Radio if you're at home. Watch WSB TV. We'll keep you updated. But you know, this is something brand new for everybody. So we'll just have to brand, see how it goes. Brand new with an asterisk that no one expected. Exactly. I was yeah. thinking about the uh, the downtown ride. We've seen lighter than normal. But again, remember all that traffic. We're seeing morning drive now delays on 75, leaving Midtown Atlanta, yeah, getting up to yeah, West Paces right. Ferry and Mount Perrin Road. And I always think there's something there. And Ashley and Fraska and I were basically talking this morning about we think that's the new norm as we continue to watch post-8 o'clock delays heading north and west. How's that going to figure in? Um, and you think about, yes, if 285 westbound is backed up, 75 south in the afternoon is going to be jammed heading through Marietta. We see that without the Braves even uh, mm-hmm, right. playing at SunTrust Park. Yeah, I just I really hope that people that are listening right now that you just like you're supposed to be doing with this 85 class, you plan alternately and think about what the marquee Braves games are, right? Any Friday or Saturday game, especially a Friday evening game. Think about when we have day games a little bit later in the season, and I'm sure we'll have a few before the 85 bridge reopens. These right. are these are dates to circle and say, hey, even day games that have less people going, that's that that stirs into PM drive. These these sellout games. There's only standing room tickets available for Friday and Saturday games at SunTrust. Mm-hmm. I just need to stay. If I don't have business there, stay away exactly. and apply that same logic to downtown Atlanta. I hate it for all the businesses and people that are losing customers with the discretionary driving. If you don't, if you are just passing through downtown, don't go. Take 285 to I-20. If you are 
if you are just, oh, maybe I'll go catch an event, whatever the event is, try not to do that. You know, it, it, try to keep it to necessary travel only. That's the only way we're, we're going to get through this. One one friend of mine had admitted, I'm glad that uh, the mayor and, and the city of Atlanta suspended construction because right along there, there was a big stretch of 10th, which is already constricted because of the, uh, the bike lane, uh, which jammed up. Uh, I guess uh, as of last week and as of last night, uh, because I actually emailed the city of Atlanta and we had a tweet 10th street around Juniper Mm -hmm. and Midtown. So they were supposed to stop working, but the caveat is it's on a case by case basis, depending on how much it's affecting traffic. And the, the mandate is supposed to extend and include that part of Midtown. But I'm wondering if they're allowing it. This is speculation, but I think they're allowing it to continue to work because it's just the normal PM drive through that part. You well, know, I think too, uh, and just like we see when the DOT suspends construction over holiday weekend or, or whatnot, there are some times where there are lanes blocked. Well, they they might not be working, but they have to leave the lanes blocked because of the condition that the road is in. So they can't actually reopen that lane and you're going to see some of that around as well in in the city where they've suspended this construction but there's still going to be a lane block because the road's just not in any condition to open it right now and the neighborhoods are getting inundated and uh, yeah clark howard made a good point you know reminding people uh, as frustrated as people may be trying to find their way around you know slow down in those neighborhoods because kids could run out at any time well we are seeing i know in like virginia highland the morningside neighborhood new signs are going up that say local traffic only during 85 construction or something like that so they're specific to this event and and telling people not to go in there but just like we the Buford Spring Connector that's almost impossible to police and and to make it so people don't do that they're still going to do it hopefully though talking about it will get some people to stop doing it and but you really if you are cutting through neighborhoods keep it slow kids are it's warm weather it's spring kids are out playing they're riding their bikes they're on skateboards you've really got to watch out where you're going Herb's three c's that, yeah that, let's hear them caution courtesy common that's sense that's exactly yeah. <laughs> that was a pivot that was good yeah but it exactly so look so, some of you are going to be forced to cut through neighborhoods i guess and forced i use loosely do do so with the caution, courtesy, and common sense, yes. right? Be a good neighbor. Be a good citizen, people. Somebody, you know, yesterday, DOT was really, uh, Natalie Dale even messaged me and said, please, can you tell people to stay off of the Buford Spring Connectors for locals only? But I, but what is locals only really, you know, I mean, we work at WSB. We kind of have to be in that area. Right. It, I think about it as people that are not passing through. And sure, sure enough, there were a lot of trucks and buses that were on it, people that you thought maybe they could afford to have gone somewhere else. And someone tweeted at me, well, I pay taxes. I can use any road that I need to. Um, okay. pointed that out, too. Uh, right? But look, well, uh, is, you also pay taxes when the roads are iced over. Do you well, want to go out and, you know. response to that. <laughs> we're all in this together. It's not about any one particular person. My drive's affected. Smiling's drive's affected. Your drive's oh, affected. Yeah. Millions of people's drive is affected. So we've all got to work together on this to get through it. Otherwise, it's just going to be a nightmare and and get worse. So, you know, Atlanta's a car city. We love to drive our cars around this city, and we love to be able to get to where we're going quickly. And a lot of times we just think about ourselves with that, but we have to think about everybody else, and everybody just do what you can do to try to make it better for your neighbors and everybody else and yourself. That's, I mean, I think that's spot on. So uh, just to recap there, the Braves parking, we feel like it's going to, it already has been pushing uh, more traffic on the 285, uh, sorry, not the Braves parking with the 85 collapse. People go to the Braves game, just need to plan, I would say 30 to 50% more time than you already were planning to get there. 
secondly, just be a good citizen as you try to navigate this closure. If you find a route that works for you, I, what I don't want people doing is trying to decide which way they're going while they're driving. You know, yeah, the, GP, the GPSs, I think, because it sent me this way, are still sending people right into that funnel to go down the Beaufort Spring well, Connector. I, I was using, I flipped on an app the other day, I'm not going to say the name, um, <laughs> but it told me to take 85 South into the city. So it didn't even know that that was closed, oh, where it should route you around it. So, yeah, don't wait until you're in your car to figure out which way to go. Do If you're going somewhere tomorrow, do it tonight. Figure that out. Don't wait to the last minute because you'll be frustrated and you'll probably end up being late to wherever or you're going. Or probably create crashes. How many people have you been around oh that have gosh. been on the GPS and they're supposed to be going right and they're stopping not and knowing left or right? Of and course, you know, we all have GPS on our phones, but put your phone down, you know. Well, don't, we cover a lot of ground here, yes. Yeah, don't tweet, <laughs> don't Facebook, don't slow down on the Buford Spring Connector and try to take pictures. Thank goodness the DOT put up that fence and, and mm-hmm. that, that tarp blocking it mm-hmm. so you can't really see all that work. But put your phones down, folks, and, and not just for during this 85, all the time. He nailed it. He nailed it. So what we're going to do coming up here, and I really want to thank Jason Durden for News Chopper 2 and, of course, Smiley Mar McKay, and I'm Doug Turnbull here, is we sent some questions over to the Atlanta Braves, the main crux of being, so what's your traffic plan now? <laughs> and I'm sure part of their traffic plan is, thank God we're not in Turner Field anymore. <laughs> but, but, but we're going to see what they have to say coming up. But uh, thanks for joining us here for the first portion of the Atlanta Traffic Podcast and for Jason being our special guest. And for those that uh, attempted to tune in on Facebook Live, you can hear it all in full right here. So be sure and share it and tell your friends. And we'll have extended traffic coverage on WSB Radio. i got to say, Jason Durden, I'll, I'll mention Channel 2 first. We'll be up at News Chopper 2. I'm sure constantly yeah. around SunTrust Park starting, what, about 4? Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, we go on Channel 2 Action News at 4. We'll be live for that, and we'll stay through it as long as we can. There's something called a TFR, yeah. uh, temporary flight restrictions that go up over sporting events. So once that hits, we'll have to clear out and not be able to stay around Turner Field. But, we're, I mean, uh, SunTrust Park. Quarter in the bucket. Uh, yeah, i got to put a quarter <laughs> in the bucket there. But uh, just, just stay with us because we're going to get you through all this. Yeah, and so and, and that'll be the same for us. We land at 6.30 anyway. Usually they're an hour before game time. So right. 6.30 will be the time that we have to land. But I'll be staying on doing traffic through first pitch. And then I feel like it's going to be a boondoggle afterwards too because there will be some weekend construction going on. That's not going to be – you know, right. I mean, there'll be limited weekend construction, and so uh, so I'll actually be doing post game traffic on WSB. So when you're at home with it, with the TV on, or if you got your app out, Channel Two Action News will have some good pictures for you. Smiling Mark McKay and I and I and the whole team will have you covered on News ninety five five and AM seven fifty WSB and the WSB Radio app. So and I and I guess Smiling. Uh, you know, there'll be some afternoons that you get stirred into this, but at least you get some reprieve on this first Friday, huh? And, uh, Jason, at least you get a different view. You're not looking at a construction zone. You're looking at a beautiful <laughs> – by the way, That's it is exactly a beautiful right. ballpark. It, is it really is. Inside and outside of it. It really is. And I want to say one more thing. You know, let's look. Let's try to be positive about this 85. When it's completed and, and, and everybody's going back to their normal routine, just think how much they're going to love – regular Atlanta traffic. It's not going to be as bad anymore because you've had two and a half months to deal with something that is just completely worse. And like Smilin said earlier, let's hope a lot of people stick to MARTA and and say, well, hey, this is great. Yeah, let's stay on that. So two months from now, we'll do all this again and figure out where we go from there. Yeah, certainly. Well, that, that, that could be the, as I wrote in the Gridlock Guy a couple of weeks ago or last week, 
this could be a blessing in disguise if, right. if it finally gets us to depend on Marta and Marta needs to step up and get some parking ready and some more trains and buses and we'll be ready to go. Well, thanks for joining us here and uh, we'll be back here periodically and more often, especially during this 85 collapse. And Jason, thanks for letting us crash in your office, bro. Hey, thank you, Doug, for having me on, man. And everybody, we just want to say again, remember Captain Herb. Okay, so after I got to hang out with Smile Mark McKay and Jason Durden and Doug Turnbull here back with you, we asked the Braves that they could send us some audio. I didn't get to go see them in person today, but they we asked that they could send us a little bit of audio with some updates because two loose ends that they've had in their traffic plan, one, not that they're doing at all, and that's the I-85 collapse and how it affects their traffic plan. A lot of extra people are filtering across I-285 now, and 285 will be in the crosshairs of the Braves' SunTrust Park opening. And we wanted to ask him about that and some other things. So first, let's hear from Braves traffic engineer consultant Rob Ross talking about how their traffic plan has changed here in the last two weeks. Well, uh, just like uh, Georgia Department of Transportation is encouraging folks to plan ahead, uh, we, we want people to plan ahead. Uh, buying the parking online and using the Waze app to get to your parking space is going to help you get around the traffic uh, that, that is being diverted to 75 and 285. Um, and we also want fans to remember that they can, they don't have to get off of 285 right at Cobb Parkway and use Circle 75 to get to all the parking. There are multiple interchanges that you can use to avoid the, the 75 and 285 interchange. Something else to know with the Braves, I want to say again, they are stressing, please buy your parking early before the game it's hard and we noticed this with the Braves home opener it's hard to come up with hard to figure out and negotiate buying parking at the site some places you can't do it some places you can only use credit card it's best to just have that ticket in hand the Braves do want you though to also use various apps to get there to try to get to the uh, parking lot they have a partnership with Waze we ask you at WSB of course remember we have extended traffic coverage getting to this and to listen to us for that one question, though, about the parking lots, a lot of them don't open until, almost all of them, in fact, don't open until 5.30. And so people that want to tailgate can only buy in specific lots. And so we asked Rob Ross, well, where are those lots that you can't tailgate early? And now they have two. So lot, North Lot 29 uh, is a surface lot north of the stadium, and, and the tailgating is allowed there. And we recently added another lot uh, west of, this, of Cobb Parkway, that's West Lot 85, uh, both of those lots will allow tailgating. Um, and the best source of information on opening time is to go online to braves.com and check the information on when they open. We, we are working to open those, uh, open lots a little bit earlier than normal uh, for opening day. So best source of information is, is braves.com and checking that online. Rob also notes that most of the parking for the home opener and this, the marquee second game on Saturday is sold out. So you need to go ahead and get that done right now. There are other lots around there that you can try to buy parking from, but it's best to have it planned ahead of time. And of course, they have the partnership with Uber and the pickup zones there right in front of the Braves Stadium on Circle 75 Parkway. So we've we've asked them all of these things, but the best thing to do, of course, is braves.com and look up the information about parking just to make sure that you're squared away to go. Remember, you're only allowed one gallon bag per person, a clear plas- a plastic Ziploc bag to carry some food in, and only one sealed bot- bottle of water to bring into the stadium. Those are the new food rules. Those got relaxed after some public backlash. But pack your patience. That's the number one thing. I would add 30 to 50% to whatever time you were going to budget to get over to SunTrust Park. 
It's going to be willy-nilly there on Friday afternoon and for likely the first few homestands as we prepare for the I-85 bridge reopening, which after the recording of this podcast, we found out DOT had moved that date up to May the 21st, possibly, with some bonuses there if completed before that. So thank you for tuning in, everybody. Smiley Mark McKay and I will be back very soon, maybe as early as Monday, to break down the Braves parking situation and update the latest from the ID5 collapse. Listen in. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. I'm Doug Turnbull, and I'm out. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24.